Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. Lead generation. Super sexy. Everyone likes to talk about it. Um, most people, when I ask directly, what's your system or what's your process for lead generation, they don't have a really well thought out and defined system or process. So I'm going to start today by asking two or three of our ERS clients to spend one minute sharing with us what their well-defined and well-thought-out lead generation process looks like for 2022. Who wants to go first? Anybody? Okay, here we go. Peter Knapp. Go ahead, Peter. Um, We have, uh, right now, we've had a good amount of success with Zillow last year. So one of our agents is dedicated to doing that. Um, It's got about a 2x return on it. We've heard other things are best. So we have, um, right now I have four agents, so we're hiring another agent and then we're going to do, um, Andy's actually working with us. Um, it's an ex client of ours who now is remote and she's going to start doing, um, uh, the calling for the expireds withdrawals and things like that. Those go over to me and then we're going to do Google ads and we don't do Boomtown anymore simply because our company provided a website. But we're going to provide, follow your exact map for Boomtown lead generation and follow-up through Google Ads. Okay. So the follow-up questions to this question, and I've kind of, you get to be the guinea pig. So everyone else that goes after you, be prepared. No problem. What is your monthly spend? Um, On Zillow, it's $3,000. But you don't have any other spend yet, but that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then out of a $3,000 spend, how many leads do you expect to get? Or what would eight your cost to, per lead be? Eight to 10. There, Zillow's expense in this area, our average price point is set the 650 to 750. So um, our, um, our monthly leads with Zillow are seven to 10. Mm-hmm. And we actually have about a 1.5 to two conversion rate because the way Zillow has changed them, they're just a lot warmer now. Okay. So if you spend $3,000, your expectation would be how many leads? Um, to get to get seven to 10 leads and to get 1.5 to two closed transactions on them. Okay. And you mentioned a 2X return. So if he spends 3,000 in one month, his expectation is to make 6,000. Correct. Yep. We did last, last year, we spent... Um, uh, 36,000, I think our, uh, return to the team, not, not including the agents, uh, spend was 78,000. And then now, um, we have vendors up to covering 1300 a month. So our spend will be down to about 24. So that three, that two X will turn into three X. You can have vendors pay for leads. Yeah. They, um, what we knew when I talked about it, um, yeah, you, I learned it from this guy in Omaha. Who, uh, oh, Warren Buffett, yeah. the Oracle, yeah. the Oracle. Yeah. All right, Peter, great job. Let's all give him a clap. There we go. Thanks. I guys. didn't see everyone do it. I see all of you. Let's give him a clap. Well, we too cool. Me. Lindsay Smith in Toronto. People from Canada don't clap. It's okay. You get a pass. All right. Who wants? There we go. Thank you. Who wants to go next? Thank you, Peter. 
So people never take actually realize I don't have my screen up full screen and watch myself, even though I am somewhat narcissistic. I watch all of your beautiful faces. So those that are sharing their screens, we do appreciate you doing that from your office um, and not from a car or a walking treadmill. So thank you for being here. It's fun to see you guys. And it creates way better energy for the group. All right. Who wants to go next? The question for those that are just joining was who has a system or a process in place today for 2022 for their lead generation efforts. And I've asked that people share that with us. And if they know what their total cost is per month, would love to know that. How many leads they expect to generate off that cost, would love to know that. What their conversion ratio is, would love to know that. What their return on investment is, would love to know that. If you know it. If you don't, that's okay. Most people don't. Who's going next? There were a few hands before. So who was it? Now you're scared because I had the follow-up questions. I know you guys have a process. How about somebody that's not spending money on lead gen? What's your process? How about those running a team with agents? What's your process to help your agents have a process for lead gen? We all complain our agents don't work hard enough. Well, what are you doing as the leader to work for them and with them to help them be successful? Ron, go ahead. You guys are killing me. Somebody's got to talk, so I might as well. So I have three different kind of, let's say, pillars from which the leads come from. Pillar number one is all of my past clients, all of my sphere. Um, I've been in the business 17 years now, sold over 1,200 homes, so I have a lot of past clients. Okay. So that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is uh, opportunities that I give to the team members, things that I pay for, like Boomtown Advertising Leads. Uh, they're still going to have to do 80, 90% of the work, but I'm going to tee it up for them or give them that opportunity. Dave Ramsey, Agent mm-hmm. Machine. Whatever uh, it is. Whatever it is. And then pillar number three is that the agents are expected to bring in a certain amount of business themselves. Okay. Uh, I am paying $1,000 a month to Boomtown right now, which is generating in Kansas City. Uh, well, we're back up over 100 again. It got down as low as 90 leads a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said it's seasonality. I've since found out that is true. Um, but I the thousand dollars gets you ten or sorry, yeah, thousand dollars last spring got us one hundred and sixty a month. Uh, then it went down to ninety, and now we're back up to about one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, of the spend should be leads. So that's that's right. One thousand is one hundred leads. Right. Ron, great answer. You stole all the thunder. You can just lead the rest of this call today. (laughs) So those are the three categories. Those are the categories that I'm going to get into today. Those are also the three categories that Andy's going to go down the rabbit hole on over the next three weeks. It's your sphere of influence or SOI and or your agent sphere of influence or SOI. It's leads you create as the team leader or the broker owner for the agents in your world. Those could be internet leads. We call them internet leads, but they might come from other places other than just the internet. Uh, but mostly it's social media engagement. It could be a signed call. Um, it's obviously Google ads, Facebook ads, Zillow, realtor.com, any of the other CRM systems that generate leads. It's an internet lead. And then third is outbound prospecting efforts. And outbound prospecting efforts is anything outside of the things we just talked about. It's not your SOI. It's not an internet lead. It's door knocking. It's open houses. It's direct dialing a neighborhood. Um, it's postcards. It's an event you host at the office with someone that's not part of your sphere. And those three different ways of generating leads is what we're going to focus on for you guys, not for you personally, for those that are still in production, but for you as a leader to help your agents find the space in which they can create their own leads and be successful in the real estate industry. And the biggest dysfunction we've seen as we have interviewed and trained and coached thousands of real estate teams over the past six years is that most people, A, don't have a process and B, the ones that do have a process focus on one of those three lead channels. They don't focus on all three. 
And I'll share the same story I've shared in the past. And that was my first year in the business. My first full year was 2007. And out of the gate, I wanted to generate internet leads if I could. And I was one of the first agents to have a Facebook page because it required a um, university email address. I think I had to end with EDU or something to be on Facebook. And so I created that back in 2006. And so I started using Facebook. I started doing YouTube videos. I started to get online. And I remember being in the office in 2007 and sharing with people, probably bragging in a gregarious way that I was having a lot of success getting internet leads. And a lot of veteran agents that had 20 or 30 years in the business scoffed at me. And they're like, oh, you don't want to mess with that. You just want to work your sphere of influence. And I was like, my sphere of influence is still in college doing beer bongs. Like my sphere of influence isn't buying and selling half a million dollar houses. So I need to find a different way. And for any agent that just moved to a new city, maybe they followed their significant other. And now they're trying to make a real estate career. Where's your sphere of influence? Doesn't exist yet. So how as a team leader, are we going to help those people to be successful? How as a team leader, are we going to empower? Are we going to train and hold accountable these people to certain metrics surrounding their lead generation efforts? And everything, Ron, you shared, uh, and Peter, what you shared as well is right. You have to have a system. You have to have a process. You have to know. And if it doesn't cost money, that's fine. But make sure that your agents know where to spend their time. So they make the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy. And as a true leader, it's our responsibility to be able to provide them that. So over the next 15 to 20 minutes, I'm going to go through each of the types of leads and share with you maybe the top three or four bullets of what we do. And then Andy, over the next three Thursday high-level calls, is going to spend the entire call on each of these three lead sources and go all the way down that rabbit hole and help you guys know exactly how we implement each of these different strategies. So kicking it off with SOI. Um, sphere of influence. I know, Ron, you mentioned you had done over 1,200 deals in your 17-year career, I'm sure with uh, the support of administrative staff as well, and maybe some additional leveraged agents. Um, right now, I think we're almost to 10,000 deals, and I've been in the business 15 years. Um, that's including brokerage sales in the last two years that we've ran the brokerage. But we've done a lot of transactions. And one of the things I'm really happy that we did right was track where those transactions came from. And what we have found over time, when an agent first joins the office in their first 12 months, a majority of their deals don't come from their SOI. They come from the leads the brokerage is generating and or from the agent's outbound prospecting efforts. And we always made the mis mistake of assuming that was because they didn't have an SOI or didn't know how to work their SOI. But human nature is people don't feel comfortable working with the people that know, like, and trust them until they know what they're doing. And in an agent's first year, do you think they think they know what they're doing? Do some of us on this call still feel like we don't know what we're doing? People ask me all the time, how many deals until I'll know everything? And I'll say, you'll never know everything. So how many deals till you feel like you can do a good job for someone? I think the number, everyone think, and then I'll tell you what I think. How many transactions would you need to do on the buy side and the list side until you feel felt like you knew about 95% of what you needed to know to be awesome at being a real estate agent? Is it five? Is it 20, 50, 100? And everyone has their own perception on this. I've always said 100 deals. When I do a deal with a person that's done over 100 transactions, it goes a lot smoother than someone that's done 10 or 20. You know enough to be dangerous when you've done 10 or 20, but you become an expert, I feel like, at 100. And most agents never do 100 transactions in their career. Most people that you see that say they're a real estate agent online have never done 100 transactions. And it's kind of scary. And it's what's given the real poor, I think, a poor image. I think there should have been a requirement that agents worked with a mentor 
inside of a brokerage or inside of a team until they had done 100 deals. And then they were allowed to go off and do it on their own. Imagine a dentist in their first year not having a process to learn how to be a dentist. Now we'll wing it on the first 100. That's how realtors are. And we allow that to happen, by the way. So going, uh, going into sphere of influence, I myself had worked in the business for five years from 2007 to 2011. And sphere of influence was the best. And the reason the agents in my office were hotty, toity, hoity, and had their nose up high and said, I only work by sphere of influence. I can't believe you'd work internet leads or do outbound prospecting. It's because they had already reserved themselves to what they had accomplished in their career. They didn't want to grow. They were okay playing defense and not offense. And there's a lot of agents today playing defense and not offense. They've built a big enough network that they can live off that network, making 75000 a year or 150000 a year, or whatever the amount is that they have chosen to be complacent with. My challenge was I was 23 years old with $50,000 in student loan debt, and I wanted to make $100,000 my first year, and I didn't know what that could grow into after that. And so I wanted to try everything. And your agents that are joining you are in the same situation. They, need, they, they don't know what to do. They're going to do what you as the leader share with them they should do. They're going to focus on what you recommend they focus on. They're going to focus on what you hold them accountable to focus on. They're going to focus on what you train them to focus on. And so we all know the greatest place is your SOI. Every person that comes into your world should have 100 people from their cell phone contacts with phone number, email address, uh, first name, last name. You might have their home address. You might not. That doesn't matter. But 100 people should be able to refer to you 700 referrals a year. And there's studies out there that have proven this. NAR has, has discovered that every human in your world that knows you, likes you, trusts you, comes across seven people a year with whom they can be the referring entity and the, deci the deciding factor that that person refers something back to you. So when you think SOI, I know everyone today probably thought about engaging the SOI because you want them to buy and sell a house with you. But the truth is the focus shouldn't be getting anyone from your SOI to buy or sell. The truth is you should be getting people from your, your, your SOI to refer. And why that is, is if one day you're no longer the person they want to personally work with and they refer a deal to Corey Bach or they refer a deal to Sherry or they refer a deal to Elizabeth Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert doesn't want to have to service it. And if she's built this amazing relationship with her SOI and she's so amazing and no one else is like her, they're going to want her. And so the intent as the leader, if you're looking to scale and you want to move outside of the work or the job of real estate and focus on building a scalable, growable business, you need to teach your network that it's not just you that's so amazing and so fascinating up on a stage holding a trophy, which is what most realtors do. It's your business that you've created that's so fascinating. Starbucks, is that the name of a person? Nike, is that the name of a person? Apple, I hope that's not the name of a person. Zoom. These huge businesses that are amazing that everyone goes to isn't the name of a person. It's the name of a business that we believe in. So it was my intent when we launched our team, Omaha's Elite, that people didn't care that it wasn't Jeff Cohn personally servicing. I was able to tap my sphere of influence, train them on how to refer business to Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, hand it off to Andy Cuny or whoever it was within my world. And they felt like it's the Jeff Cohn company. It's the Omaha's Elite company. They're going to get the same service that they would have gotten had it been me that serviced it. Ron, have you completely stepped out yet of servicing your clients? I had up until April of this last year, but because of uh, losing a couple of agents, I was forced to step back into the listing side a little bit, but I'm okay. 
trying to hire a couple more so that I can pull myself back out again. Cool. Well, and thank you for your honesty on that. Would you agree? Um, I'm curious out of your perspective from your engagement with your SOI, do you feel like it was easy to just build the system that you could then refer off to your agents? Or did you find that when you were no longer the guy that people didn't want to send to you and they sent to somebody else? Well, I personally didn't have a hang up about it. I, I felt like our, our systems were great that any one of my agents that was personally trained by me should be able to take over as if it was Ron Henderson. So yeah. I don't have any hang ups about saying, oh, I'm the best thing since sliced bread and they only want to work with me. We've had numerous agent, or numerous clients over the last few years that have bought and sold two and three houses with the team and never really work directly with me, but they keep sure. coming back to us. Okay, perfect. Good feedback. I know for me personally, I made a big mistake when I went from being the person working the deal to being the person that referred the deal off. I wanted everyone in my world to know that I no longer was a real estate agent, that I now owned a team and I wasn't going to personally work the deal and I was going to refer it off and look at me. And it was all about me being so successful that I didn't need to work the deal any longer. And what do you think happened to my SOI? Everyone said, oh, Jeff doesn't work deals any longer. I'm going to give it to the next person. I know that's a realtor because everyone knows five realtors that they like. And so I lost a lot of business by the way I chose to exit. No one needs to know it's not Ron Henderson, right? No one needs to know it's not Jeff Cohn. And on the initial call, would you guys like to hear a dialogue call on how I'd hand off an SOI lead if they wanted me personally? Who here thinks that somebody wouldn't work with one of your agents? They think they only would work with you. There's no way they'd work with your agent. I know some of you are in that world right now, but you don't want to raise your hand. LJ, why don't you role play with me? Unmute yourself. And I would like you to be a lead that wants Jeff Cohn. You know me, like me, trust me. We've been together several times at different events. And you want to come to Omaha and work with me to buy a property. And you hit me up like, Jeff, I'm going to go buy a property in Omaha. I will like, I'd share with you guys in 60 seconds. I'm going to role play the first part of this conversation, how I would tee up an SOI lead that I'm going to refer out. Now, if you're in a Ron situation where you're working to make the most amount of money, least amount of time with least amount of energy, you might take listings that are half a million or a million dollar price point because that ends up being like $5,000 an hour in my experience. But there might be certain opportunities that Ron says, well, hey, this is only $130,000 buy side. It's not worth my time. I'm going to kick it off. So LJ is going to be one of those people that isn't worth my time in air quotes that I want to refer off, but I still want him to be taken care of. And I don't want him to feel like I didn't have an interest in working with him. All right. Ring, ring. LJ, what's up, man? Jeff Cohn, how are you? Hey, Jeff. It's great to see you. We had a great time in Phoenix. Uh, I just wanted to check in. I've been thinking about potentially buying a property in Omaha and I know you're the guy to speak to. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you thinking of me. I know you had mentioned maybe picking up a second property that you might use as an Airbnb. When are you thinking about coming? Um, I'm going to be there in March, actually. I think the 20th to the 21st or 22nd, I believe the dates we lined up. So I'd like to oh. kind of get the process rolling to, to queue this up. Perfect. Let me pull up my calendar real quick and just look at those days. What location are you thinking about buying in? I mean, to be honest, I don't know much about Omaha. So I figured you'd kind of hold my hand with that. Yeah, absolutely. We will for sure. What's your price point? Have you decided yet? Um, yeah. I mean, look, it's going to come down to a bit more information on the numbers on the investment side for the MBRB, but I mm. think somewhere about 500 should get me a pretty good place to, to, to Airbnb properly, you know? Okay. Perfect. And your time frame, how soon until you think you want to do something? I mean, in a perfect world, when I come in in March, we have the visits lined up and then we can, we can kind of make a decision, hopefully after seeing 10, 15 places and uh, let due diligence happen while I'm back in Montreal. 
Okay, cool. Well, I, I we definitely look forward to working with you, LJ. Um, what I'll do, if it's okay with you, is capture all of your information. I know I probably have it already in my phone, but just want to verify it's all correct. I have an agent who is an expert in working with Airbnb. Uh, he specializes in that price point. I think you'd be super happy working with him. Um, would love to set up a time for you guys to meet over the phone first and foremost, so you can feel comfortable working with him. He has a small buyer presentation that he'll share with you that takes you through all the processes that you get when you work with a KW Elite agent. And then when you come in March, I'd love to sit down with you maybe for a little bit at the office, or maybe we go grab coffee um, and want to see you. And then of course, he'll take a great care of you. Is that all right if I share your contact information with him? Yeah, you could definitely share his contact with me. I'm happy to hear the presentation. Um, I would like to get your feedback on this. I know that, look, you've been doing this over 10 years and uh, I'd love you to be more actively involved if possible. So what can we do about that? Yeah, and I can appreciate that. And a lot of my a lot of people from my sphere of influence kind of want my eyes on everything. What I would recommend is that you work with him up to the point where you're ready to make an offer and just shoot me a text over of the competitive market analysis he prepares for you and or the address of the property. And then I can quickly give you my two cents. Does that sound good? We can make that work. All right, cool, man. Well, I'm excited. Thank you for thinking of us. And I'll pass that information along now and I'll also send you his contact. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. So a little longer than a minute. Thank you, LJ. You made that somewhat simple, but that is how the calls have gone. I've been on hundreds of those those phone calls. Ron, I think that seems similar. Anyone else that's passed over SOI deals? I could have spent more time talking about the systems we'd created and how they're going to get the same experience and this, that, and the other. And I'll be the first to admit when I have said I'm not going to be the guy, people have chosen not to go with our company. I lost a $3 million listing about six months ago that sold in two weeks because they wanted me to be the person to meet buyers at the house and unlock the door. And I wanted to use my personal assistant to do it. And she said, no, Jeff, you have to be at the house to unlock the door. And I was like, well, that's not what I do. Um, I appreciate the opportunity, but we're no, I'm not interested in unlocking your door for you. And I honestly laughed when I answered the question and she didn't like that. So they decided to go with someone else from our brokerage. It's a good so point, Jeff. Yeah, you got to know that you got to be willing to lose one every now and then. And are 100%. you okay with that, you know? Right. hundred percent. And you got to be in a position to lose them. And if you can't afford that, then you still probably will want to work some listings and that's okay too. LJ's a friend of mine. He's in my inner circle. So he asked me, I, I truly, if he came to Omaha, would get coffee with him. I would not show property. I would not step in a house that he was thinking about buying, but I'd look over a CMA. I'd look at a link and we'd talk shop for five or 10 minutes. That's no big deal. And I owe that to him. That's okay. I can do that. I'm not too important to do that. I think Warren Buffett would do that for a friend that was going to buy a property in Omaha. Um, so I have no issue with that being a part of it for my DNA to be attached to it. People just want our blessing, right? They know us, like us, trust us. They want us to be a part of it in some way. We assume that means they want to be handheld and they want us to drive them around. That's not what they want. They just want to know that we care. So that's how I tee up an SOI. I've spent a lot of time on SOI because it is an important category, uh, but we do a lot of really amazing things to stay in contact. Like I had said, you only need 100 people in your SOI to get 700 referrals. The focus is to get referrals. Um, I have thousands in my SOI in our database. We have 400,000 leads. And Andy will get into that when he gets into the sphere of influence topic. Um, for the sake of time, I won't go, I'll go very briefly over the other two. Internet leads is the one that put us on the map because we could grow it exponentially. And so like um, Peter shared with us today, he has 3,000. The only true lead gen that's growable, scalable, in my opinion, is internet leads because you can push a button, double the leads overnight. He could pay 6,000 and double his leads. He could pay 12,000 and quadruple his leads. All of us could. Push a button and double your sphere leads. 
And this was my point to the agents in the office that snubbed their nose at internet lead generation is they were good with 30 deals. And I didn't recognize that at first. And I'm like, why are they snubbing their nose at internet leads? Well, of course, they're a lot harder. You have to work a lot harder. You have to work to convert them. And they didn't want to have to work. They played defense. But I was this young kid just out of college ready to play offense. And it's different than most people. Today, the agent willing to play offense is different than everybody else because defense has worked so well in a seller's market. If someone from your SOI wants to list, you put a sign in the yard, you take some crappy pictures, you don't really do anything of value. In my opinion, you say you negotiate, but you don't. Your goal is just to make your commission and you sold the house. Yay, you're an expert. Look how great you are. And then you go on a stage and celebrate all the people who you were able to make money off of in the last 12 months. And we wanted to do it a different way. So we started treating our clients like family, literally, instead of just the cliche. And then the third one, of course, is outbound prospecting. All the things people talk about do work. The only thing that works, though, is the thing you're willing to work. And so we did door knocking. Um, we've done open houses, direct dial, IVR, which is a voicemail drop, but the person has an option of connecting to a real person. Mailers, uh, the list goes on and on of all the things. And like I said, Andy's going to take you guys down these rabbit holes. You're going to hear all of them. He'll have a slide that he can post up as well with redirect links and third-party companies that we work with. But I'll end before the Q&A session, just sharing with you a little bit that came out of that Greer Allen meeting and the work that we did to prepare to know our numbers for that meeting. And that is over the last 10 years, we've generated more internet leads to our knowledge than any other real estate team or brokerage in history. Uh, Greer confirmed that based on all Boomtown platforms. I can't speak for other platforms, but we were able to generate a million clicks on Google ads and Facebook ads that converted at 10% to 100,000 registered leads. And out of 100,000 registered leads, we converted 2.5% of those for 2,500 sides, which totaled $17 million in gross commission, of which I kept 50%. And we learned over 10 years that those leads on average incubated in our system from day they registered to day they went under contract for six months. And the money didn't get paid out for eight months because, of course, there's a two-month escrow. And the reason I believe that a lot of people lose faith in internet leads and or outbound prospecting leads is because they don't wait. They don't work it for one, and we'll get into that next month on lead conversion, but they don't wait for the eight months. And so for anyone that's going to create a systematic process for lead gen, I would highly recommend you pick a dollar amount that you can sustain throughout the year. Of course, try to get vendor partners, mortgage, title, insurance, home inspection, home warranty are the top five. But get people to help pay for it. They don't pay you. They pay Zillow or they pay Boomtown or they pay Sync. And they get to share in all the lead generation and lead scrubbing if they want to help with that. But you can get someone else to pay for all of it. But track it consistently and do all the small and simple things over a long period of time. And you can get great results. Um, we've done over 10,000 sides, of course, because we were able to generate 10,000 leads. And those leads were probably 60%, and Andy will get into this these analytics as well, but I'd guess 60% SOI, 30% um, internet leads, and 10% outbound prospecting. But the thing we found on our 60% SOI is half of those at some point were an internet lead. So the internet leads over 10 years have become sphere of influence, and Dave, Am Dave Ramsey's ELP would make their 28% or whatever it is now every time that person buys or sells. Our team and now our brokerage only makes money one time on their first and or uh, first buy side and or sell side in a 12 month period. And then after that, we allow it to become the agent's SOI. 
So thank you guys for making it to this point. Um, we'll open up Q&A. We can ask anything. There's no rules. It doesn't have to be pertaining to just lead generation. It also can speak to anything else you're struggling with in your business, in your job, in your personal life, with your mental health, with your physical health. This is just a time we get to mastermind and ideate as a group, which is one of the things that sets us apart from most of the other training organizations in the country, uh, having this time with high level, high, you know, like-minded thinkers. And so appreciate you guys being here if you do have to kick out. Um, but if you want to stick around for Q&A, I'll be here until 15 minutes after the hour.